Fighting Through Podcast Episode 34, Wartime Holidays. Great unpublished history. Here are the diary pages Anne Cheel wrote on holiday in Wales in 1943. A brief sojourn before returning to the bomb-making factory. Learn about midnight prowlers sneaking around the youth hostel in wartime Wales. Here's some wise advice about how to lead your life from my mum's secret jottings in her recipe book. Such as, I'll walk where my own nature would be leading me. Listening to hear the rest. Hello again. I'm Paul Cheel, son of Bill Cheel, whose World War II memoirs have been published by Pen and Sword in Fighting Through from Dunkirk to Hamburg. The aim of these podcasts is to give you the stories behind the story. You'll hear memoirs and memories of veterans connected to Dad's war in some way and much more. On this occasion, my mum. I'm going to start by saying I've been rather naughty. I know I said last time that this episode was going to be about veteran Freddie Lineker, but I've decided to quickly sneak something else in first. But I promise Freddie's interview will not be far behind. But the reason I've changed the order is that I've been helping Mum sort out some boxes of old photos, and I came across a little diary written years ago. It's entitled Colwyn Bay, July 1943, and it's Mum's record of a short holiday she had with some friends in Wales. It's very sweet and innocent, and full of the sorts of memories that would undoubtedly have been of their time. But it rather fits in nicely with the theme of women at war, so it's logical to publish it now as part of a trio rather than wait. Also included in this episode are some sayings that my mum used to use to guide her thinking in life. Before we turn to mum's diary, firstly, hello Sweden and thank you for listening. Sweden is number five in my listening charts. Massively in the lead is USA, followed by UK, Canada, Australia, then Sweden. I can see I'm going to have to learn how to speak Swedish here, so uh, stay listening to the end, my friend. I am planning to cover Sweden in the war sometime. It won't be for some months yet, so you've got plenty of time to get your grandparents or parents to tell you any stories they might have. Uh, Sweden was neutral in the war, but I bet any money there was secret stuff going on behind the scenes. But you know, this doesn't have to be about Sweden or bombs blowing up. We're recording history here, and I think I'm finding out from Mum's stuff that it's all interesting material. And I see... I've just made it to the heady heights of number 97 in the podcasting charts in Belgium. Hello, Gui Morgia, Alice Hoot. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that correctly. And uh, hello, Korea. It looks like there are around 40 of you listening in. So I'll say, Hwan Yong Ham Ni Day. Or should I say, O Seo Seo. Again, I hope the pronunciation's not too bad. Um, it would be great to hear from some of you good people. But wherever you're listening in from, uh, a warm welcome from me, and I hope you enjoy the show. Um, I've just been reading a book called Churchill's Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, recommended by Andy Dryden. And what a book. 
if you're looking for a good present for someone, I'd say look no further. Uh, well, other other than Dad's book, of course. Um, it's all about the dirty tricks that Britain learned to play against the enemy during World War II, uh, including resistance activity in other countries. It's absolutely breathtaking. Superb read, and it's a Sunday Times top 10 bestseller. I'll put a link in the show notes, and if you use that link to buy the book... Uh, I will get a small commission which will help towards the costs of the show. I'd stress that you will not pay any extra for this privilege. The price you pay will be whatever the going rate is on Amazon. And if you buy anything else through Amazon whilst you're there, I'll get a small commission on that as well. So thank you in anticipation. So this episode isn't full of good old army action, but uh, tales of a more genteel nature. Of course, at this point, Mum would never have met my dad and he would have been fighting for his life in Sicily around this time, 1943. So quite opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Uh, dad was sheltering from heavy shelling near the River Semito, the Battle of Primasoli Bridge. Mum was probably sheltering from the rain under a tree. Um, dad, he was eating bully beef and flies. Mum was enjoying smoked salmon. There's the peaceful tranquillity of a sojourn in Wales compared with the breathtaking brutality of war. So, in 1943, Mum was 21 years old. She was working in an armaments factory, making timers to go into bombs, and for a few wonderful days, she forgot about the war. Here goes. It's written in rather faint pencil and I'm reading direct from the pages. So if I wet the girds wrong, you'll have to excuse me. So close your eyes and picture the tranquility of these wonderful holiday memories. I managed to record mum just a few days ago when I told her what I was doing and her memory suddenly sparked into overdrive and she gave me a lovely introduction to it all. You know that little diary you did on, was it Conway Bay? In, um, where's Conway Bay, Wales? That was it, boy. What's it called? That was it, boy. Swallow Hotel. That was it, Coyd. Right. Yeah. We sat by the sea. I don't know whether it was the sea or... There was water there. Right. And I had my first alcohol cider. Did you? Yeah. Your little tinker. <laughs> and I felt you. I am. Did you? <laughs> and it was cider, did you say? Swallow Hotel. <laughs> Why did you go there? Was it... There's a couple of you joined in with a larger group. It was a... All the hostel went. Which, which, which hostel? We were staying at. Ah, okay. It was a, a youth hostel. Right, better as he coed was. Yeah. Right. It means little mouth. Right. And the people you went with, were, was did you know them all to, to begin with, or did you only meet them once you were there? Oh, we only met, met up when we were there. And how many of you, how many went with you? Um, was it you oh, and a couple there of friends? Was Eileen and me. Right. And Margaret. Yeah. And 
don't know what the other girl was called. Colwyn Bay, 1943. Eileen and I caught the 850 train from Blackburn and had a very pleasant journey. I read a few chapters of the voyage and we arrived in Colwyn Bay at approximately 12 o'clock. When we got outside the station, Bertha and Florrie met us and took us to the cafe in Arius Park for lunch. We had fresh salmon and thoroughly enjoyed it. Our appetite satisfied, we started for Tenny Mace via the Dingle, which we fell in love with at first sight. On arrival at Tinny Mace, we were welcomed by Miss Foster, the hostess who showed us to our bedroom. Incidentally, each bedroom is named after a famous missionary. Ours was Chalmers, which we shared with four more girls. After unpacking, we went outside and sat on the lawn before going on the pier. Tea time, we met the rest of the party of 38. Jean and Bernard and Ted, who were on our table, I especially liked. Jean and Bernard were keeping company. Ted was a bachelor, about 40. On Saturday night, Eileen and I went on the pier dancing. Sunday morning, we went to church with Jean and Bernard and Florrie. In the afternoon, we went to Landudno, but didn't think much of it. Walked to Old Colwyn, through the Fairy Glen over Blackberry Hill, and back for supper at 9.15. Prayers, games, and so to bed, but not to sleep. We had midnight prowlers in the shape of Ted and Bernard. We gave them a soaking with wet towels. The first of the excursions was on Monday. We climbed Conway Mountain. The weather was glorious. Not too hot, but just nice for the strenuous hike. We had lunch at Druy Volki. Sandwiches and cake were packed up for us, and then on through the Sinchant Pass, and a long jubilee walk to Penmanoir. The mountains and scenery were lovely. At Penmanoir, we had tea and cakes in a cafe with Mary, Margot and Nan, and then caught the train for Tinny Mace. Dinner on excursion days was about six o'clock. After dinner, Ireland and I went to the Orgeon with three others to see Star Spangled Rhythm. It wasn't at all good. We had to race back home to be in time for supper. They'd just finished, but we did manage a cup of coffee. Tuesday was another excursion after breakfast. We caught the train to Bettisie Code, where we walked to the Swallow Falls Hotel for lunch. We also had some cider, which was delicious, but my legs went wonky, and I felt quite exhilarated. However, it passed off. Dinner over, we went to see the Swallow Falls, which are really beautiful. There was a woman there doing a sketch of them. Although we haven't had any rain recently, the falls were in full flow. Once again on our way through the Fairy Glen. You can almost imagine the fairies are there. It's so unusually pretty with its miniature waterfalls. I bought some postcards from an unexpected stall. Listener, I'm going to post these postcards on the website in the show notes. On through the pine woods, which smell delightful but the flies were annoying, to the ugly house 
Legend says this house was built by one man in a single night. I didn't think it ugly at all. And so to another cafe for more tea and cakes as we did yesterday. After dinner, we went playing golf in Arius Park. I was with Jean and Bernard. I quite enjoyed it. There was a fairground there and we went on the dodgem cars. Back to supper and prayers, games and so to bed. Wednesday we went to look at the shops. I bought a propelling pencil and a tea shovel for my mother and a two-ounce tin of Bruno tobacco for my father. Abigaili Beach in the afternoon. We sat in deck chairs about a foot down from the water's edge. There was a slight breeze. It did feel refreshing. Reluctantly leaving the beach, we went to the Cambrian Hotel and had a lovely tea. Homemade buttered scones and little jam tarts. It was delicious. Came back to Tinny Mays and went to the Reparatory Theatre to see the Rotters. It was very amusing. Supper every night consisted of scone and cakes and sometimes sausage rolls. Thursday was another excursion, this time to Abba. We caught the train and alighted at Abba where we proceeded to the falls, which are a sheer drop of 80 feet. I was ill, so stayed behind at the cottage where we had lunch. Bernard, Ted and Jean stayed behind, also because they'd been the week before. Jean was a real brick to me while I was ill. I shall never forget her. The rest of the party went on to Llanferfecken, but Eileen and I returned to Tinny Mace. I went to bed for an hour while Eileen sat on the lawn. After tea, we went on the beach looking for shells, and then on the fair again. Friday morning, Eileen and I went on the pier sunbathing. Dinner, and once more on the pier with three others. Tea, and the pier once more to hear the orchestra. They played some lovely classical pieces. Supper, prayers and games. I forgot to say that on the Thursday we had our fortunes told by Madame Vera in the Dingle. After breakfast on Saturday, Mrs Butcher read our tea leaves. She was really good. To our bedrooms we went next and brought our cases down into the porch. A taxi came later and took them to the station. Arlene and I said goodbye to Jean and the rest of the party in the hall. It was a very sad parting because we'd had such a lovely time with them. And then we left at the station. With Mary, Nan and Margot there, we saw Nan onto her train and then we went on to the pier for coffee and biscuits with Mrs Grimshaw and Mr Rigglesworth, Mary's mother and uncle. At 11.50 we caught the train for home. We had a comfortable journey home arriving about 4.30pm. The weather, the scenery and surroundings, the food, the lovely old house, in fact everything was as perfect as it could have been to ensure a lovely holiday. Wales is beautiful. It takes your breath away. I only hope I shall have the good fortune to go again. For a fortnight next time. That's the end. That's Anne Shields' diary of uh, a short holiday she took in Wales in July 1943. I'm now going to turn to uh, a few little sayings and proverbs which 
guided mum during her life. Um, in a recipe book, she jotted down these things and she had various subheadings. Um, here's a few miscellaneous ones. Anyway, I like this first one and it's by Emily Bronte, who's a, a famous authoress. I'll walk where my own nature would be leading me. It vexes me to choose another guide. To do something, however small, to make others happier and better is the highest ambition, the most elevating hope which can inspire a human being. Lord Avebury I've got a couple now which are uh, drawn from a section headed Friends. It is my joy in life to find, at every turning of the road, the strong arm of a comrade kind to help me onward with my load. And since I have no gold to give, and love alone must make amends, my only prayer is while I live, God make me worthy of my friends. Here's another one about friends. Those friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel. That was from Act 1, Scene 3 of Hamlet. Polonius was uh, giving up those wise words. The next few are great. They're under the, under the uh, Proverbs and Quotations section. It's always better to be silent and to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt about it. I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do, or any kindness that I can show to any fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. Make the most of yourself, for that is all there is of you. And uh, this one is also from the same act in Hamlet, and it's a good, it's a good one. Um, this above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night of the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. Well, that's the lot. I, I hope you enjoyed them. I think they were completely off the wall compared with what's gone before in the various episodes, which are much more about fighting a war than living in the background. But um, there you go. That was my mum's legacy. And uh, I thought at least if some people enjoy sharing it, then it's for me, it's worthwhile. Um there are quite a few more, so uh, but I will we'll draw the line there. Next episode, you will be hearing the Freddie Lineker interview, a veteran who fought a similar war to Wolf Shaw. Here is Alamein memories of North Africa and more. All we had was a shovel, a small shovel affair, digging rock and it. It, it, it was just like firing peas, because it made no impression. In fact, they used the 25 pounders, the artillery used those open sights. To cut a long story short, I was one that got by. 
we lost the patrol commander, we lost a company commander, prisoners, just like picking fish out of a bowl. Anyway, we got away on, on a three-tonner back to uh, Gazala. In conclusion, thank you for listening to the show. I'm very grateful to everyone who's been putting up ratings, reviews, liking my Facebook page, and uh, to all those people listening in from outside of the UK, I love you all. Well, I love the Brits as well. Um, If you haven't actually subscribed to the show in your listening app of choice, I'd be very thankful if you could do so because it will help me get up the search rankings and assist other people to find one of your favourite shows. And who knows what fabulous memories they might have to share with us at some future date. I'm off to have coffee with the veteran Stanley the next few days. In fact, it's going to be coffee and cake. I've just spoken to his daughter and uh, she's going to give us cake. Uh, And we'll be careful not to eat with our... We'll be careful not to speak with our mouths full. Um, I'm going to take that steel helmet to show him that you might have already seen Wilf trying on in the past. So uh, maybe I'll try and get a bit of video of Stanley to post on Facebook and Twitter. There's no PS for this episode, I'm afraid. It is a short one. But uh, forever wanting to try to entertain you, I will uh, say thank you to all those people listening in Sweden and well everywhere of course but particularly by courtesy of Johanna who tips me off about this phrase I'll finish now I'm Paul Chiel saying taco hey leva paste bye bye now <laughs>